talked about uh dreams last week i do the weirdest dream i did have full enough the strangest messed up dream last night did you all i can remember do you tell do you tell uh, all, well two things i can remember from it one that it was the second half of the dream was about some kind of monster alien trying to kill me and these random people who were in this ensemble group i was with to the point where right. part of the dream was they had this Corpse, decapitated corpse of an alien being raised up all like drenched with blood and pouring out with blood. And this weird, under the skin, this weird alien robot kind of bursts out. Right. And then that's the thing that's trying to kind of kill us and attack us. Um, then, weirdly in the dream, somebody who I'm with figures out that it can hide a Coke can. So can I just say, I like how you say, and within the dream, like I'd sit here and believe that this actually happened at all, David. <laughs> but and within the dream, and yeah. within the dream, like you're not fooling anyone. Yeah, so it's in this Coke can, and somehow you can transfer this alien thing to the, to another Coke can, right? Right. I know, it doesn't make sense. Um, and then we, we all pause there going, hang on a second, this alien hasn't realised it's in another Coke can. I'm just going to put it in this dustbin. We can all walk away, everyone. Like... That's it, we're done, it won't kill us. Then somebody says, oh, hang on a second, what if somebody else finds it? Then it'll get out again. We're all a bit like, no, let's let them deal with that. We'll do yeah. it this way. And that's when I wake up. And I kid you not, when I woke up, I was proper clammy. Really? Like when you have one of those proper intense dreams. Even Catherine was like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Does she often just randomly in the night just prod you going... Is he clammy or not? Oh, yeah, he's clammy. Oh, well, Catherine. When I woke up, Catherine had just walked back in because uh, uh, Phoebe had woken up. Right. Okay. And I said to her, oh, "Catherine, I had a really like proper intense dream." And I said, "I feel really clammy." She was like, she kind of touched me on my forehead. She's like, "Oh yeah, geez, you are." Have you ever had those dreams though? That like are really nice dreams, really good dreams, and stuff good's happening to you, or you can expect something good's going to happen to you. But the moment just before it's going to happen to you, you wake up. Or you get woken up. Yeah. Uh, all the like, My alarm seems to go off at the exact same moment when something really good is about to happen to me. Like, I will step out onto that pitch at Anfield. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I don't know, I'm part of Little Mix or whatever. Part of Little Mix. And just at that exact moment before it, the whole dream's building up to it, my alarm goes off. It's like... Sake. Usually, for and me, then you try, you put it on snooze, you try and get back to that place, but you can't get back to that place. <laughs> usually, for me, it's uh, some kid just slaps me in the face to wake me up. <laughs> That's what usually happens. And once again, on that dream bombshell, welcome to this week's ADQ, everyone. It's the podcast where we tried to debate the questions you never thought you needed answering. Uh, David Evans at the helm, and joining me as always, and I'm going to get out of the way now, is the one to my zero. It's Mr. Mike May. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Ray, how you doing? I know. I saw. I thought. Yeah, I saw subtly for the. Yeah. 
for the audio people, suddenly Mike's got a Liverpool scarf in the background. I thought that I was a bit worried that you were going to go full regalia again, like last time. But I thought 4 0 and 1 0, and the concept of the game probably didn't warrant an all out thing. On that, I'm on that just level. not that immature, David. Mm. Mm. <laughs> or maybe something might happen within the podcast. Who knows? Oh, God. Maybe you have to listen out for certain things I might be saying. Oh, dear. I thought you were going to like, get Jamie Carragher on at one point. <laughs> Zoom him in. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, cops can just gonna pop on and ask us a question. He's just, just going to zoom in and go, boom, and then zoom out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got more daft questions this week, as usual. Um, all the fine research we've done for these questions also <laughs> in place. Uh, I've got a couple of doozies this week. But firstly, uh, we're going to do correspondence. Uh, Mike, how can people get in touch as per usual through the official um, channels? Yes, official channels. Um, they can get ah, they can get in touch with us in a variety of ways. So we have Instagram, we have Twitter, at adaftquestion. We have an email address, adaftquestion at gmail.com. We have a YouTube account. Search for adaftquestion and pop a little comment on a video. Lovely. What have the people been sending us over the very short period of time that we've done in between shows this mm. time? Um, so we've had a few comments on the Thomas the Tank Engine new intro. A nice revelation from at Stu J4Z starts off saying that he has watched every episode of Thomas from the beginning to the current series. That, that doesn't surprise me, no, Stu. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Okay. It surprised me. <laughs> but, I mean, that's commitment. Um, but he's now come around to this animated, new animated style. He's one of the rare. And you don't approve. Well, again, doesn't surprise me, no, Stu, that he likes it. <laughs> uh, but I, I think he must be one of the rare people. Come on. Uh, at Cage Fighting Pod, our friends at Cage Fighting have said, if it's no Ringo, it's not Righto. <laughs> I agree. Fully agree with them. Yeah, Thomas like in general. It. I like it. Um, and the second of the Tobiases has said, it looks like a scene from a mobile game. The yeah. intro. Yeah, it does. It does, yeah. Good point. Um, so we also had, uh, oh, sorry, and at Goldampton. Goldatton? Sam Gold. Um He's, he's asked us a question based on the Thomas the Tank Engine intro, okay. and in general, I imagine. How is he even moving? There's no gears or pistons. It's an engineering nightmare. <laughs> Maybe what we forgot to do is when we talked about the faces going onto the trains, mm. we forgot about, like, maybe the, the faces and brains yeah. go into the train, and that's what controls it. Okay, that's true. But then if it's some kind of weird purgatory world that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, if you're yeah. going into that world, would it not be weird mm-hmm. for you that you're like, hang on a second, how do I move here? I've got no arms or legs. I've got wheels. Oh, how do I do this? That's what I would think. That's all you know, though. That's all you never know. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Gord Atten. Yeah. Um, now, the Coco Pops question. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of questions have come our way. One from at skyblue underscore boy mm-hmm. has said, "Have you tried the white chocolate and white? The white chocolate and white chocolate. He's, he's done that twice, I think. I'll read it as it should be read. Okay. Have you tried the white chocolate and strawberry cocoa pops? Hashtag whole new world. Um, no, and I, I don't think that's a combination that would work for me. Well, he's saying in the name of the podcast, you need to give it a try. So, yeah. 
I am willing, David, to take that steep that step and try some of these white chocolate and strawberry cocoa. Pops. I will. I will commission you to try that um, brand of. As well as as well as trying the new cocoa pops, I've also tried the digestive method of the chocolate on the bottom. Again, in the name of the podcast, yeah. that's the only reason I did it. Good, yeah. Um, and it's not a massive difference. Like, there's a little bit more chocolate, but it's not like a ooh chocolate heaven type thing. It's just yeah. a digestive. You just taste a little bit more chocolate. It's so that's my a, review. It's not a taste sensation that you were hoping for. It's not okay. Um, and at Richard Hobbs 6 has said that he's tried some Audi branded ones. Which is the ones that I think I mentioned yes. last week. Yep. Um, he's not too sure why, why he shared the information, but he thinks it's a little bit different from the original. But, but to be precise, he's going to get a box of the original and the Audi ones to compare. That's some good dedication there to feedback. It is. Yeah. And he's, he, we've got a question from him later on in the show, and I'm going to propose to you yeah. a new feature for okay. the podcast as well. Okay. We'll see what you think and see if Richard Hobbs 6 is on board. Do you find sometimes when you see things that say new improved recipe and you try it and you find that actually I can't taste the difference? Can I ask, and this might be a question for another episode, Yeah. can you have a new and improved product? Surely it's either new... Or improved. Okay. It's a good question, I think, for another time. Yeah. We need some examples, yeah. I think, of where we've seen new and improved. Right, well, g- give me a few weeks then <laughs> before we ask that question. But I've always wondered, can you have yeah. can you have a new product and improved? It's one or the other, surely. I would think so. It's going to be. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um and I think that is it for, oh no, no, we did have, we got tagged our friend at Twitter, Dr. Wilding, or DR Wilding rather. Good old Dr. Um, he, he randomly tagged us in a tweet, um, and you remember this, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether this is a compliment or not, I'd like to hear what other people think of this. <laughs> Basically, this tweet has said that um, they want to find a podcast not done by a big studio. She wants two losers in a cupboard trying very hard to make something that they don't know if there's an audience for. <laughs> And he has commented, tagging us, saying, saw this and thought of you. I don't know if I'm offended or not. I did think that at first. I think, I think, that it, I think it's a compliment all in all, but I did find it very funny. Yeah, um, I mean, fair play. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think ultimately a lot of podcasts, including ours, are based on the same content. Yeah. And I think it, it, to go further as well, I think there is, uh, obviously because I've done this for, for many, many years now, in different formats because mm. there are so many podcasts out there and also so many media companies that do theirs that yeah it gets to a point you're like oh come on give yeah, the yeah. little guys a break with this the people who started this out originally if you tag it um i remember listening to a, a podcast a wrestling podcast funnily enough um by called wrestle me which i highly recommend by the way as a fellow wrestler. wrestle wrestle me me okay yeah um, and they went off topic at one point. And this guy, uh, Pete Donaldson, who is part of the Football Ramble podcast, probably the biggest independent football podcast in mm. the country, if not the world, made a good point saying that, you know, if somebody starts a new podcast, if you just put a journalist's name or a celebrity name to it, it's, right. already, it's already got credibility. Yeah. They might not have done an episode. It could be the worst episode in the world, but it's already got credibility. A hundred percent agree with that. And it's a bit of a grinder that, Somebody can just start a new podcast. We just so we need one celebrity to come on here, yeah, 
and we'll blow up. Yeah. Because I'm not being biased. Well, I probably am. But I like. I think this is good. So we just need someone with a platform to elevate us a little bit. Um, and we should get the listeners and the sponsors that we deserve, damn it. Yes. Um, I think we need that um, endorsement. That's what we're mm. looking for. So that's why Pat Sharp is the first point. Yes. Go. Good old Pat Sharp. The Rock. The Rock first. Let, let, Imagine if we eventually get The Rock and he tweets, like, tweets us, man, the amount of people that we get listening to us. Oh, I think let's start realistic first, though. Pat Sharp. But secondly, I'm, yeah. yeah. To be fair, actually, I've been included in a tweet of his to my mate. So he's, you know, we're kind of like, like Bezzy's. So I might just tweet him and see if he fancies asking us a question. Okay, that's good then. He knows who I am. Anyone wants to sponsor the show, by the way, you know, even if it's just, you know, you want to be the ex-sponsor of this version, like the official non-ginger sponsor of the show <laughs> things like that we'll take that if it means we can get some well, free we... stuff, if it means we yeah. can get some free stuff we're, we're all these for that okay lovely i'll Corres- take a free me yeah correspondence done for this week uh right it's time for first question of the podcast michael being told off no one really likes it do they when you've done something wrong no. and you get a good finger wag from someone and you get you feel very crap. Uh, but my question to you... <laughs> Great build-up. Great yeah. build-up. Um, my question to you, Michael, to kick things off, is what is the best or worst, depending on how you want to frame it, telling off you've ever had? Um, this telling off was by my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was trying to think... I was trying to think of, of this for a while. And this, To my knowledge, to the best of my knowledge, this is the worst time this is the worst telling off i've ever had mm-hmm. because i think i was at an age as well where i appreciated where she was coming from um so where i used to, i was 16 i was 16 um and it was the christmas party of where i used to work and everyone was like all the people were like 18 and 19 majority of people that worked the weekend shift um and they were all going out afterwards into good old blackburn mm-hmm. and i wanted to go out with them right so it was like my mum to my mum Mum, do you like go have the Christmas party? She doesn't mind that I, I had a drink, mm. but it was just a, I've never been out into town type thing for a night out clubbing. So I was like, Mum, do you mind if I go? Everyone's going, I don't want to be left alone. She went, right, Okay, you can go, but come back for 12 o'clock. Oh. And, then, and then as it came up, as it, as the closer it came to the Christmas party, I was like, Mum, 12 o'clock, like, what's the point? Like, we'll be going out at 11. Like, as soon as I get there, I'll have to go home. She went, right, Okay, one o'clock, but make sure you're back for one o'clock. And I, want, and I want you to tell me when you're home. So come in the door, which I had to do till like for ages. Open the door and back, mum, close it. Yeah. So we went into Blackburn. The night was swinging. Swinging? swinging. <laughs> the night was swinging. I, I don't, with all the great specs world to Blackburn, I don't imagine the words, the night is swinging <laughs> and Blackburn in the same no. thing. Um, so the night was swinging. And it came to about quarter to one, I think. No, one o'clock. It was about one o'clock. And I hadn't left. I thought, I don't want to leave. Oh. So I turned my mobile off. Oh, okay. <laughs> and carried on partying and trying to chat up girls and whatever. And then maybe half two, I think it might have been. Turned my phone on again. 
text after text after text, voicemail after voicemail. Where are you? I'm worried sick. I told you to come back for one o'clock. You best ring me now. You need to go. So, so I rang up and went, Mum, my phone died. I'm sorry. I didn't know what time it was. Oh. <laughs> you need to come home now. I'm not happy with you. You need to come home now. So I'm trying to get people to come into a taxi with me because I was skint mm. to share the taxi. I think I got one other person. We got in the taxi. I got home. I opened up. Mum, I'm back. Fine. Night. Okay. Door slam, went to bed. Had to go to work the next morning. Um, so I didn't see her. I woke mm. up, had my shower, left. Um, we were all talking about it. And then the entire day, I was shitting myself. Yeah. Because she was going to pick me up. Ah, she okay. always did. Um, and I was shitting it. I was like, I don't want to do it. So I was telling everybody, all the staff, everyone who went out, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to get picked up. I don't want to pick up. My heart was racing. You talking, so to parked, so- you talking to customers going, can you give me a As I've served you so well today, as a it rather do you, than, do you live in Accrington? Yeah. Can I rather than feeling like this? How did I do today? Form? Could you yeah. just take, give me a lift home? Um, so it came and she was right next to the entrance. So I came out, went in, got in the passenger, and she started driving. And before we left the car park, I just turned and went, "I'm sorry," and then she erupted. Don't you say you're sorry to me. How dare you put me through that? You had me worried sick. I told you one o'clock. You went here for one o'clock. Your phone was off. I didn't know what happened to you. Blah, blah, blah. You're grounded. You're not going out again. You give me your phone, etc., etc., etc. It was shit. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, we can laugh about it now. But that it was not... It, I felt awful. And as I said, I think it's because... I can appreciate, like, look, when you look back, because when you're younger, you don't really, no, you get told yeah, off because yeah. you've done something wrong, but you don't understand why, I suppose. Whereas it didn't take me long at all to realise why she'd be pissed off and upset and annoyed at me. And that just made it worse. And I think because of the, the build-up to it as well, it wasn't just Sunday morning and we got out of the way. I hadn't seen her for the entire day. So it was like four right. or five o'clock when we, shut, when we shut and she picked me up. And it just built and built and built and built. And it was awful. Oh, it's some, it is sometimes that waiting around when you know the inevitable yeah. is coming is worse. I, I just, to this day, I remember being in the car, where we were in the car park, before we went up the hill, and I just turned to her, and I practically shat myself. Do you remember how long it was after that, before it all probably calmed down, or was it immediately after you, you, your mum kind of got out got out of the way, said what she said, and then it was... Oh, no, it definitely wasn't her, I've said that now, we just carry on. It wasn't that. My mum was not... Well, she. Well, I don't think she was really like that as a kid. As I'm older, like, as I got older, yes. But when I was 16, I don't think it was the case. Um, and I think it was definitely a couple of days before there, that there was no kind of atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think as well, my phone would have been at least two weeks. Um, I don't think I could go out, because it was only like, Christmas was two, two months pretty much before my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I don't think... I very much doubt the entire of January I weren't allowed out. Mm. Um, I'd have thought towards my birthday, February, we'd be able to pick it things easy. up. It was like a lockdown tier, tier system. You were allowed to do certain yeah. things every single week. <laughs> yeah. And then, like in the American films where they have the date circled on the calendar. For yes. <laughs> um, the worst one I think I ever had, and it was probably in some ways the opposite, because it was more an overblown reaction and then the silent treatment okay then so again like you it's only when it happens to you and years later do you understand from their point of view 
Yeah. So to put into context, my dad, um, his job now, he's an editor of a, a magazine, like a, it's on like a model airplane magazine. But when I was, when, and all he wanted to do all throughout his life was to be a writer of aviation writer, things like that. So technically, my dad's kind of got to his kind of dream outlet. Beautiful. That for his career. But growing up, he was very much like a lot of people, had a normal full-time job in his spare time, did what he wanted to do to build up a career to get to what mm-hmm. he wanted to. So as a kid, my dad would write a lot of books on airplanes and get them published and do a lot of articles for magazines to build up that stuff. Yeah, pleasure. So, and obviously we had the computer in the house. Back then, computers were expensive like they are now anyway, but it's the only computer in the house, right? But like a kid, I obviously have my games on there. And like all mm-hmm. kids, about, I don't know, how was I, old was I? 10, 11, 12, I've got Football Manager on there. So any yeah. spare time I've got, get on Football Manager, play it. So I remember the day, it was, I don't know, like a after school or something, playing Football Manager, and for some reason, the game crashes, right? Now, for some reason, in that moment, I decided, rather than just leaving it and wait for my dad to come home because he, he was at the shop, to so go, oh, it's crashed, I'm not going to touch it, I'm just going to let my dad sort it out. I decided to try and reinstall the game. It's already installed on the computer. That's just crashed, mm-hmm. right? Try and reinstall it. The computer goes pop. Not pop as in it blows up, as in it's done. It's gone. It's really? I'm so panicked. I run down to the Sainsbury's, which is on the estate that mum and dad live, from my mm-hmm. house. Bear in mind, for a kid, it's a long way. But I right. melt it down there. No, my dad's at the shop. I'm yeah. in the shop to say, Dad, crap, I think I've really messed up. My dad obviously at first thinks something major's happened, like someone's had an accident or something like that. So I explain. And she's like, okay, don't worry. We'll come home. We'll fuck, we'll fuck her out. Get home. And I'm still crapping myself. And then I think my dad realises that not only has the computer gone pop, and I realise this years later, all my dad's work, books, mm. articles he's been working on, anything he's worked for years has gone so initially i'm in my room literally cowering in the corner because i'm like crap i think i've just ruined my dad's life and he's like absolutely livid at first like you've literally like got rid of all my work over the last week yeah yeah yeah. and then from that because obviously my dad's devastated for the next i don't think my dad actually spoke to me for like a week really because i understand from his point of view you work, you've got all your back catalogue, you've got all your yeah. you're working on now, it's gone. And not only that, how do you fix the computer? Yeah. He's going to work on that computer. It's going to cost you can't just buy a new computer. Sure. So anyway, so that around so then there is a happy ending to the story, by the way, is in the computer does get fixed. But oh, the, of course. the most strangest way. So obviously my dad does everything to try and get it fixed. He's ringing up people. But again, again, internet is around, but there's not really anywhere on the internet to find yeah, forums. Not like it is now. Yeah. So he's ringing up people, he's taking it to computer shops. No one can fix his computer. So my dad's, now I look back at the time, my dad's thinking, hang on, how can we do one work? Um, it's going to cost a bomb to buy a new computer, which we, you know, we haven't got the money for to buy a new yeah. computer. What are we going to do? So um, my one evening, randomly, my mom is on the phone to her boss after, um, after work. Giving, giving them sales figures. And my dad's, again, another night trying to fix the computer and trying to um, figure it out. 
I think my dad... When he was doing this, just like, when, he, when he was fixing the computer or whatever, yeah. were you like at the other end of the house? <laughs> yeah. Were you completely out of his way? I think... I think or were you I... like, Dad, Dad, can I help? Can I do anything? Can I do anything? Because I know which one I'd be. <laughs> I think... And I'd this... be living at my grandma's. <laughs> yeah. I think by this time, I think my dad was fine with me by this point. Okay. And I think my dad must have given out some kind of groan, like, again, he's tried something, it hasn't worked. Right. And the person on the other end of the phone says, oh, what's that noise? And my mum says, oh, you know, it's my husband. His computer's been, you know, broken for weeks. He can't figure it out. This guy says, oh, you know, look, I know a bit about computers. Maybe I can help out. And so my mum's like, oh, you know, my boss wants to speak to you. He might be able to help you out. My dad's a bit like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, of course he can help out. So he has the phone. And the main problem with my dad's computer is every time you turn it on, it sounded like it was coming on normally. It didn't make a massive beep noise. And then it didn't work. So this guy says, put the phone to the computer, let me hear what's going on. So he does that. Uh, and he goes, right, this is what I want you to do. So again, I've, I'm going to try and be as lame in terms as possible when I explain this. You, Please old, do. <laughs> old, old school computers, you've got your monitor and you've got your massive brick, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He says, take the cover off and basically these three or four main components that you should never take out of your computer, I want you to take them out, blow on them and put them back in. And this guy, my dad's like, what? He says, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. Just take them out, blow them and put them back in. So takes the cover off, blows them and puts them back in, turns it on, all fixed. Well, hey! So all this time, all computer experts and that couldn't figure it out. Some guy just says, take out the bit you shouldn't take out. And it's all fixed. And if that if that had happened the, the, in these this day and age, and you sent it to a computer shop, you'd probably got charged like two, three hundred quid yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I remember, oh. I remember that time though when I balls up that computer afterwards, being like, "I, you know, as a kid, you fear for your life." Mm. <laughs> what's going How on? How old were you? Did you say? Oh, I must have been what 10, 11, 12, around right. that, around that world. But and now, like you said with, with um, your story, now as an adult, you appreciate mm. the level of what was lost. <laughs> with that. I mean. The- he could have an argument to say that it's his own fault for not saving it onto some sort of floppy disk or USB stick or whatever there was back then. It would have been floppy disk, but even like external hard drives weren't a thing back then, I don't think. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that... And it's obviously not stopped his, his dream. No. To no become... He got there. I, did, I might have derailed his dream by five years or maybe, but he got there. How long, once it had been fixed, can you remember, how long was it until you could play football manager again? I think, again, I think after the initial shock, I think it was fine after that. I can't okay. really remember. I do, I do remember playing games on it again after it was all fixed. Right. I think I was just more conscious myself of anything went wrong. I just didn't touch the computer. I yeah. just left my dad to do it. But yeah, I carried on playing for, you know, more versions of Football Manager and other games, like The Sims. Remember okay. The Sims? I, I do, but I do remember The Sims, but I was never a Sim ca- kind of guy. Mm. Um, it just didn't. I couldn't be asked. We're just making a family and then building a house and then building a garden and yeah. watch them drown or whatever you did. That was the thing that everybody did. They put them in a pool and took the stairs away and just yeah. drowned, or they set them on fire. It was just a way for people to carry out their murderous dreams. Have you, because again, because when I was thinking back of what, like, things I've done and the turns off and stuff. There's one particular thing I, I don't think I did anyway. There's one particular thing I think that's really bad when you, th- when you think about it, 
but I don't think I got a massive, massive turn off that should have been worthy of right. what had happened. Yeah. Have you, to your knowledge, there's anything that you can remember that you did, and at the end of it, thinking, "All oh, right, oh, I was expecting more of a bollocking than that." That you uh, can think of. There probably were things, but I guess it depends on the situation as well. But I guess you've got something that you know. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Right? There was because, as I said, you just think about all the stuff that you've done, and there was something that um, my grandma used to look after us in the school holidays, mm-hmm. uh, where my mum was working stuff, and she was a dinner lady at school. And I'm guessing for extra cash, she'd sometimes go in and help clean and do certain jobs mm-hmm. or whatever. And we'd come along with her, and we'd have like, and it was pretty cool to be fair. We'd have like the entire school to ourselves, mm-hmm. um, so we could play in the playground, or we could play with the toys that's in reception or, or whatever. It was pretty cool. Or eat the sweets that are in the canteen yeah. bit, whatever. But there was one thing I did. I went, um, and again, I, I don't think I got a bottle cream for it because I can't remember, but I remember going to the head teacher's office, right, at this primary school, and I went through the drawers and I got some scissors. Right. And I... And I st- in my head, I'm like, right, I'm going to write my brother's name on this table in these, with these scissors. Right, <laughs> but for some reason, the moment I put these scissors to the table, my ma- mind went from Lee to Michael, and I just started scrawling Michael in this school t- head teacher's <laughs> desk, right? And then left it. Right. And then carried on playing or whatever. And it was a while later that someone found out and thinking back it was probably because of the school holidays so if it was the six weeks holidays she wouldn't have seen in like a couple of weeks whatever and I just remember being in the middle room at my old house and my mum and my grandma walking in slowly and started the conversation of now we know what you did um you got my school at Mrs whatever's table and I remember thinking, why didn't I put Michael? Why didn't I put Lee? Why didn't I put Lee? I was gonna put Lee why didn't I put Lee why have I put Michael? And, but then I can't remember getting bollocks for it after that. And I'm, if I got bollocks, I remembered it. I'm absolutely yeah, yeah, certain yeah. because I remember doing it and I remember them coming into the room. And I've got a feel. I've, I've got a feeling. I was like, oh, is that it? Yeah. Maybe, right. maybe there was something else going on in terms of they had to cover it up themselves because they, you weren't supposed to be there, if that makes sense. So they Maybe. But that, that was it. So you start thinking, like, like as an adult, how much shit my grandma must have got in for that. Yeah. Because, yeah, A, should we have been there? B, I've just ruined this big table in the in the head teacher's office. I don't. It looked pretty old. I don't know how old it was. It could have been an antique. Who knows? Yeah. They would have probably had to put get more money out of their school budget to get a new table, I'd have yeah. thought. Like... Quite a lot of stuff would have had to, would have happened because of me stupidly putting Michael in not Lee. I mean, I don't even know why I did it in the first place. I think I did it purposely to get him in trouble, but changed <laughs> it from Lee to Michael. Um, yeah, and I just I'm sure I'm 99% certain I didn't get a bollock in it. It was just like a conversation. One of my sisters had a great way of getting out of getting into trouble. Um, mm-hmm. whereas if she knew that she was getting into trouble. She, right. just, just as the, the shouting perhaps would start, she'd run out to the back garden and just scream, don't hit me, don't hit me, don't hit me. 
No. And obviously, obviously, parents, my parents did not touch a finger on any of us, but the whole concept was if I say this, if? if I say this, I'm not getting a bollocking. I thought it was a clever tactic. That is a very clever tactic. <laughs> but as a parent, hugely frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Don't teach it to me. I don't kids. think I really... No, no. Um, although, my, my niece. <laughs> my brother's girl. <laughs> when she's time, older. Next, um, next time your dad's mad at you, just do this. But add again to it. So don't hit me again. Don't hit me again. Don't hit me again. <laughs> Especially in this day and age. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, fair dues. I don't, I don't think I ever had a, anything to get out of it. As I got older, I started just kind of agreeing with my mum and accepting it. Yeah. So she'd be telling me, like, bollocking me for something. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I should have done it. Yeah, fair dues. And then you could just hear torn and the intensity just drops that little bit yeah. as the conversation went. It was like, right, I see if you say, see a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, uh, telling offs wise, uh, let us know what you think your best or worst telling off has ever been. It's now time for listener questions. Listener question time, it's your chance to send us your questions and we'll try and answer them as best we can. Or if you've got any opinions of questions you hear, please let us know via the usual channels. Michael, what have people been sending us for the last few days? We've got some good questions this week. Mm-hmm. We've got some good questions. Um, it's took, so the it's first took one 19, is via the E... I was going to say, it's took 19 episodes. We finally get some good questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got one on the emails from John Grant. Mm-hmm. Now, this has to be one of my favourite questions, not because of the question itself, but the content of the email, and you've seen it, the content yeah. of the email is just brilliant. Okay. So it starts off, hey, ADQ, mm-hmm. knowing the importance of using official channels when contacting a podcast, one, straight away, brilliant. We well, appreciate they actually understand the rules gold, compared gold, to some people. Gold, gold star for John. I have chosen to email, yes, I have chosen to email due to the seriousness of this question. In the part of the Midlands where I live and the surrounding areas, the bread items see attached. Now, this is the best bit. The see attached, he sent us three pictures of what he describes as a batch. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Now, it's I, I can't really say it without what I'd say it as, but he's put words such as batch and cobs. Um, and it's like a burger bun, I suppose. But he's put, take, send us, he sent us three pictures mm. of this bun and he's taken one from the side one from the top and then one of the one of it cut open it's brilliant <laughs> so we've got the two slices just in case we wanted to know exactly what he means okay. full props on the on this dedication so we basically want to know what what do you class a role i haven't finished the email yet sorry sorry mike i apologize please carry on in the part of the Midlands where I live and the surrounding areas, the bread, bread item C attached is referred to as a batch. This is partly due, sorry, this is partly to do with the delicious soft bread item being baked in a batch of six. Now, when living in Warsaw, I think they were referred to as cobs, as I know this is a term also used widely across Derbyshire <clears throat> and Nottinghamshire. But what is the correct name for these items? Always keep up the good work, John Grant. Very good. Okay, so I think my interpretation of this changes slightly i would call 
a singular one of those without any fillings in a bread roll. Right. Right. If you put fillings in it, like let's say put your ham in it, it's a cob for me. I know Why? that's strange. I don't know. But if I see that there's where I used to live, there used to be like a micro pub and they used to mm-hmm. sell like ham or cheese versions. And I would used to say, Oh yeah, I'll have a I'll have a ham cob. Don't know why, but if I see it singularly without anything in, it's a bread roll. I don't why don't, I don't know why. I mean, I don't get the cob bit. No, I don't know. But why I don't I get why you why it's. And are you on your own there? Or did other people in Warsaw do the same? Oh, wherever you not Warsaw, Wolverhampton, Solihull, wherever you live Solihull. these days. I'm just naming as many black country. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, Cod, I I'm in Codstall now in South Staffs, the. Uh, the upmarket area. Right. Oh, so, right. Oh, no, it's not a cod. It's a cob. Right, okay. A cod. Ignore me. <laughs> um, I would, yeah, bread roll or a cob for me. That's how I'm going for. What do you go for? Just a bread roll. Yeah. Like, it's just whether you've got something in it or not. I never use batch. Never used batch before. Well, I, I don't understand, I understand batch that. because why would you call something a batch if they come in a batch of six? Mm. You don't call... An egg, a carton, because it's a, an egg carton of six. It's an egg. That doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. <laughs> That's true. You don't call it, you call the bread a loaf of bread mm. and then a slice of bread in between it. You don't call it, oh, just pass me a loaf of bread. Or do you want the singular or the full loaf? <laughs> that doesn't what do you, what make do you want sense. To, yeah. What do you want? A loaf, of, a loaf on toast? Somebody just toast you a whole loaf of bread. Here you go. What's this? So if you ask for a batch, surely if you say can I have a batch, they turn around and say one or six. Like I wouldn't know what they meant. If if I went to the bread shop and went, can I have a batch? I'd give them six. Yeah. These people, eh? Don't These get it, people. you crazy fools. It's a bread roll. <laughs> okay. Uh, cheers, John, for that one. Any other questions? Uh, yes, um, at Stu J4Z. Good old Stu. Possibly my favourite question ever, David. Okay. Do you know you know what's coming, surely? I don't think I do, actually. Oh, right, okay, cool. Right. I'm worried. He's asked. Have <laughs> you not seen it? I would be. He's asked. And this is following last week's episode, I imagine. Yeah. Can Dave wrap some vanilla ice this week, please? Oh, yes, I did see that. <laughs> I don't think... All I know is from Vanilla Ice is the fame. Maybe just get the lyrics up. Just get the lyrics up to to Ice Baby. Come on. Well, that's all I know is Ice Ice Baby. I don't know anything else. Well, that's why you get the lyrics up. And that's the the only other bit I know. Okay, let me just get the old internet. You don't know the opening bit? Uh, Right, hang on. Let me just go. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. That bit. Uh, Vanilla Ice. Ice Ice Baby. Here we go. Lyrics. The only one I know is... (laughs) They're repeated. Is it um, the Ninja Turtles 2 movie? Where isn't it? And he goes, go Turtles, go Turtles. Oh, is he in the second? Oh, yeah, he's he's in one of them. I can't remember which one. Isn't it the second one where he's in the club and they all have the fight with the ninjas and he's going, go Turtles, go Turtles, go. I'm sure that's what you You do that and I'll Google. So, Ice Ice Baby. So, basically, it's probably, I can't say it naturally like I did with So Solid Crew. By the way, since that episode, I keep singing that verse and so solid crew and Catherine's asking me to stop but can you just um, stop now 
It is the uh, second Ninja, Fil- Ninja Turtles film. I'm going to try and do the whole verse of Life is Stew, just for his own amusement. Yeah. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with the brand new invention. So I can't know how it goes, though. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. There we go. Is that, is that right? Is that near to the tone of what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'd have wanted more, but I think I imagine... Our listeners would be very happy with that. I think, yeah, I think it very much is on brand for me. I would suggest anybody that does watch um, or can watch the YouTube, watch that, that particular clip because it's amazing how quick you go red and embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> while you're doing that little rap. It's okay. beautiful. It's another job. I've got to clip that clip now <laughs> for the socials. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, there's, there's Ice Ice Baby for you, Stu. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, our third and final question today is from at Richard Hobbs 6, mm-hmm. as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Now, this is where I'm going to read the question, and I'm going to put a new feature segment of the podcast to you, see if you're interested, and then ultimately see if Richard is interested. Okay. Because I think we've got some here. So he's basically asked, what are your best big shop tips? I rewrite the shopping list by location in store and split it over the two stores I do the shop at. Okay. Right. And we'll get into right. the answer in a second. Yeah. But basically what I think, because he's now coming with that question, he's also coming and asked us about the Mild Curry MOC debate. Yeah. I think we should do a weekly segment where he asks us live questions on a weekly basis <laughs> and we have to answer them. And from whatever we say, he has to go and do. <laughs> so if there's some sort of relationship problem, he asks us. If there's a domestic Household problem, he asks us. If there's a work query that he needs, he asks us. And we need to answer it. Because I feel like, and great questions, um, but he's asking us questions to help him in his life, which is great. That's what we're here for. (laughs) But I think it should be a weekly thing. Okay. Well, if Rich is listening, which you hope he is because he's submitted the questions, uh, we'll put that back to Rich then. Does he want to start proposing lifestyle questions for him? And then he then has to act on that advice. And we see what the outcome is. Hashtag Hobbs's household questions. Hobbs's household hindrances. Hindrances. Triple H. Triple H. (laughs) (laughs) Time for the questions. Yeah, we'll do that. Triple H. Okay, right. So, hindrances. Okay, so the actual question itself. Back to the question What are your best big shop tips? I think we were looking to do this as a question in the future anyway, Big Shop. Because, right, this is the one thing I find bizarre. I've proposed this question to other people in the past, and they say, what are you talking about? What's a big shop? And like, what? what do you mean, what's a big shop? Like, for example, it's the big shop. Like Christmas. You do a big shop before Christmas. Do you? Yes. Yes. One of the best things as a kid was going to the shops with my mom or my dad, and doing the big shop, because you can get away with buying extra things that you want, food-wise. You can at Christmas, yeah. But you've got to take the calculator as well to total up what... The oh, really? Is. Yeah, that's the <laughs> to do that. This is what, back in the, the late 90s, early noughties, where yeah. you phones and that. Oh, very quickly, um, I saw something this week on, um, on TikTok that said, you know, when we were kids... <laughs> And people used to talk about the 60s, and you're like, oh, that's so old, that's mm. like so old, whatever, that's ages ago. Kids nowadays, if they say the 90s, that's us saying the 60s back then. Oh, that's horrible. And that is awful. That is horrible. 
Um, like the 90s is our 60s. Yeah, that's horrible. I don't want to get old. I don't want to get old. Um, big, sh- um, big, shop, anyway. big shop tips. I'm with Rich in terms of depending on what the shop is and knowing what supermarkets have certain things I will prioritize. Like Aldi is a good, a good example. Aldi is a lot of stuff, but there's yeah. also a lot of stuff he doesn't have. So yeah. Christmas just gone. Got a lot of stuff from Aldi, but I knew there were certain things I have to go to Morrison's or Mozzers, as I like to call it. Uh, Mozzers? Who on yeah. earth calls it Mozzers? I think just me. But yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, Aldi and Mozzers. Um, but <laughs> it's it, not going to catch on that. It is. It's going to be on the new Morrison's Aldi. Uh, Aldi advert hashtag Mozzers <laughs> at the end. Book to Mozzers. Yeah, we'll see you at Mozzers. Um, but yeah, I think, and I think, big shop tip wise, are we saying big shop? Right. What are we finding the big shop? The the week the one weekly shop, or is it just if you do one big monthly shop or the Christmas shop or the Easter shop? I'm classing it as either the big if you do a monthly one or your big Christmas okay. one. I would okay. say so. I think the problem with the big shop nowadays is because most people pay on the card, they're a bit like in psychology, they're a bit like, ah, it's okay, I'll put that on, I'll put up my card, I'll put my card. When you should do yep. it with cash, probably the big tip is to try and do it with cash because then you are restricted to the budget. Ah, uh, okay then. Because you always have to spend within that means. That's slightly going against one of my tips. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your tip then? What's your big shop tip? Um, well, my... The main tip, I think, is to go as early as possible. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. Get out of the way. You've got the rest of the day to go. Who cares if you have to get up at six o'clock? Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, in these days as well, most supermarkets, maybe not in current times, but most supermarkets are 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not actually thinking about it, because I'm sure they'll still do it, they'll restock overnight. So everything that's gone, they'll restock as the night goes on. So if you're there in the morning, first thing, you've got your pick, first pick of everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So whatever your list says, I would definitely go first, yeah. first thing. Okay, that's a good tip. Um, as I said, you've got your best pick of everything and you get it out of the way then. Mm-hmm. And if it's if you go on your Saturday, your Sunday, then you've got the rest of the weekend. That's a good tip. My other tip, Thank actually, you. just thinking of it, would be those places that do loyalty points so we can build up and get money off. Yeah. Save them up and use them for the big shop at Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I love a Tesco club card. Yeah, that's what mum always did, and that's been passed on down to me. I've got points on my Nectar card still, which I'm waiting for the right year to use it, and I'm going to get a ton off that big shop one year. My mum at a local butcher's puts on, I don't know, maybe a five or whatever, every week onto this loyalty scheme at the uh, butcher's that she goes to. So when it comes to Christmas, she's got whatever it is. Let's just, for the sake of argument, say 500 quid. She's got the 500 quid to spend on this meat. Jeez. Um, for Christmas. That's a lot of money. I mean, I might be exaggerating, but she puts <laughs> some sort of money every week away. Is she? Is I, she like, I don't think it'll be a pound because that's only 52 quid then. At that rate, she's like a Scrooge in Christmas Carol. I want the big Maybe. turkey in the window. <laughs> it's bigger than Tiny Tim. Maybe two quid a week. That sounds like 100 quid yeah. then at Christmas for me. That sounds about right. Uh, but my other tip, which goes against your tip, is for me... Go when you're hungry, because then you get. Because other, some it's people not, say, "No, don't, don't go when you're hungry." That's going to say that's the opposite, isn't it? Like you're supposed right, to go right. when you're not hungry. Hear me out, though. Okay. Because if you go when you're hungry, you'll get the treats that you want, and then there's never a, oh, I should, oh, we've not got any treats. Oh, I should have got these biscuits. So I didn't think or whatever. 
you go when you're hungry, you'll get the treats and the snacks and the chocolates and the crisps that you want. And you've got them at home and you don't have to worry about, oh, we've got nothing in the cupboard. Yes, you have, because you wait when you're hungry. So go first thing. Don't have any toast or your bacon butty. Just go first thing. Be hungry and then buy your treats. Because you, most people won't have any of the treats in the morning. Yeah. Most people. Mm-hmm. I exclude myself from this. But most people won't have any in the morning. So then you're not going to eat them, but you've got them for the rest of the week or the weekend at least. And you don't have to be like, oh, should we go to shop and get something? Or should we get a takeaway? I wish we had dessert. No, you've got it all there, mate. You've got it all sorted. Okay. So, Rich, um, if you're listening, hopefully you are. Those are your uh, tips for the next big shop you do. Hopefully that, that means there's actually one due for you, shop-wise. Mm. And please report back on what worked and what didn't work. Uh, thank you very and much. if you're up for hashtag Hobbs's household hindrances. We shall do it. Right. Any other questions uh, for listening to questions? Um, this is all. This is all we've got, David. This is all we've got this week. So we need more questions, people. Michael, once again, they're going to get annoyed by it, but once they do it, they don't have to listen to this bit. How do exactly? People, how do people get in touch? They can get in touch via our socials. We are on the Twitter. We are on the Instagram at a daft question. Give us a follow. Give us a DM. Ask us a question. Give us a tweet. Whatever you want. Send us an email, a daft question at gmail.com. We had a lot of emails these last couple of weeks, so keep them coming, guys. And we also on YouTube, search a daft question and pop a little comment on the video. Thank you very much, Mike. Right, it's time for surprise question. Surprise question, everybody. It's the part of the podcast where Michael or I, either one of us, will ask each other a completely surprise question off the cuff. Oh, don't do that cracking with the knuckles. Oh, you're not a fan? No, no. I thought we I think... I think we just... Oh, I don't think I've got any more. Have we? Um, I've slapped David. <laughs> it's to do with uh, air that's been released, not... An yes, it's nothing to do with arthritis. No. Um, anyway, one of us will ask each other a completely um, surprise question. No planning whatsoever, no prep. And for this week, it's Michael's turn to ask more the surprise question. Michael, uh, what have you got this week? David, I want to know... Mm. What do you think is the process at a post office for second-class mail? Because ultimately, I could put in a first-class letter. I could then follow that up with a second-class letter. Yeah. What happens to these letters at the post office (laughs) that determines that the blue one that's got the one on gets delivered before the one that's also in their other hand? Well, I think... What do you think the process is? How does it work? My mind would say that... Do they just stick it in a cupboard and just deal with it when they can be asked? I think they'll work on a... Um, oh, what's the word here? I can't think of the word. Is, there's a proper word for this. But basically, when you're at the post office sometimes, you'll see they've got different bags already opened to put mail yeah. in quite conveniently. One bag is a first class, one bag is a second class. So my presumption would be at the end of the day, um, the first class one is given to... Um, the post office people to take to the sorting office and to begin its journey to go to its destination. Mm-hmm. The second class one is then held overnight and then given to the person the next day for it to be delivered then the next day, if that makes sense. Or are they all sent to the sorting office and then the second class ones are held somewhere and then delivered the next day the pretty thing is Mike, we need actual postal people to answer this question for you <laughs> or you need one of those site visits where you go to the massive sorting offices we do but i was kind of hoping you might be able to help me out i just i just don't like why 
Why have a second-class system? There's probably a, a really good reason why, but yeah, why not just deliver all mail? When, when was the last time you put second-class post? Um, post when box. you have to do... Catherine's a very big fan of, like, thank you cards. Yeah, to be fair, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah, when Ivy was born, thinking yeah. about it. So Christmas, birthdays, whatnot, thank you cards. And to be honest, it saves a bit of money. Because if you buy a, yeah, book, yeah. a book of first-class stamps, they cost a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I um, that's a, And I wonder whether if you sent posts all at the same time, would it overflow the postal system? Lucy wondered this when she asked me what this week's secret question was. <laughs> so somebody, And that's it. Somebody would know this, and I, I could Google it, but I can't be asked because it's false magic of us trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something I never always wanted to know, and I guess there must be a reason. You think about the amount of letters that are sent throughout the UK all the mm. time. Everybody's right. Most people, you know, some people printed. Some people will write on the address. People have different handwriting styles. Is there really a lot of people who are constantly checking the postcodes of every single letter? to make sure it goes in the right one. And how about if somebody's handwriting means a letter looks different? Do letters get sent to the completely wrong postcode because a A actually is an E? I know, or an O is actually an A, if you know what I mean. I would think... Imagine there's a giant octopus there that's actually just reading every single one, yeah. using all his arms. <laughs> I think it's. I think that it's a mixture of because I've had in the past letters that have like I've got my address, but then there's been the postcode's been wrong, whether it's one or two numbers or letters that are wrong, mm. but they've still they've still managed to come to me. But I've also had post that have come come to us with a different, like for example, I live on Cresswell Street. Mm. I I've been in the past. Would have had Cresswell Avenue, right, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with our postcode. Um, okay. So I'm not too sure what what mm. happens there. Um, while we are on the subject of of posters, I must c- commend our local postman. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it made me realise what of a fuck up I did for the Mother's Day cards this week. Um. We had the guy come to us on the Saturday, so the day before Mother's Day, he went, I've got some letters here for you. I was like, right, okay, cool. He went, are you Michael Malins? I was like, yeah. Right, I've got another one here that says 27, but you're 26. Passed it me, he went, is that you? I went, yeah, great, thanks, see you in a bit. And I got my card, one of the, one of the well, I got two out of the three Mother's Day cards that I ordered. So yeah, he came up to us and said, right, here you go. Are you number, are you Michael Malins? I said, yeah. He said, right, great. Because you, there's also another letter here for you, but under a different number. Let me go get it for you. Mm-hmm. Came back and was like, right, here you go. Is this you? I was like, yeah, it's great. Thank you very much. And it was, yeah, it was a different number to what I live at. But the postman has obviously had a bit of announce yeah. about him. Yeah. So Michael Millen's at this number, Michael Millen's at that number. Which one's correct? And thankfully, I got the, very the good. correct letter. I had, you know, we talked about... Um, you I- could probably edit that bit out, to be fair, David. I think it was like, fine. It was worth Listening it. back, listening back, it was... That's not worth five minutes of whatever it was. I'll just do an edit where you just laugh and it interrupts halfway to a normal conversation. So you Fine. can hear, ah, Fine. anyway. <laughs> um, you know, we, I talked about last week with So Solid Crew, how about the today years old moment. Yes. Have. Again, I had another one of those about two or three years ago um, when I realised that in a street 
everyone's got the same postcode. I yes. thought everybody had a different postcode. Every single has its own individual one. I didn't realise that. And you realised maximum three years ago? Three years ago, maximum, yeah. I Fucking hell, David. <laughs> I thought everyone had their own individual postcode. Not that like everyone in the same street would have the same postcode. Are you taking the mic? No, I'm not. I'm not. While we're talking about streets, yeah. you just imagine you've got one long street, right? Yeah. You start off number one. Right, yeah. it does the one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. and you've got fifty at the end. Yep. Right. Okay. Which is the top of the street? Which is the bottom of the street? Oh, now you're talking. Because I, I'm currently, ha- I keep having this debate with Lucy. It do- does it? Okay, so does it depend on? Are you going in numerical order? Does it depend on where the location of the the different entrances to the street are. If it's a cul-de-sac, do the houses at the at top of the entrance? So it's 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 one long street, and you yeah. can get to it either side. But I don't think that really matters for me. But anyway, I think it more depends then on either if you could doing it numerically, or if depending where you live in that street. Right. So we're currently in the middle. We oh. live in the middle, <laughs> right? And if you go. Number one, number two, mm. do you go, I just go to the top of the street, or would you say I just go to the bottom of the street? I think if it's number one or two, I would say go top of the street. No! <laughs> or if at the top of that, sorry, if at the end of that street, there is, as you come out, something more of a, a landmark, like even if it's just shops, for example. Right. I would say that's the top of the street. That would make sense. Mm. And I would I would accept that. Yeah. So why why are you saying that the numerically if it, it the, the higher because it just goes it just goes from one to the to the top. Okay. So, so like yeah. let's just say for fifty. So it just goes from one, two, three, four, five blah, 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 to fifty. So you're at the bottom of the end, bottom of the street, yeah. and you work your way up to the top. Right. I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah. So you're looking at the higher the number, the the more it is top of the street, rather than that yeah. one. One, two, three is like in rank orders. Like number one's the best, if you know what I mean. Mm. Okay. I wonder what people think to that then. Interested to know. That's a really good question. We should have saved that for a question, shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just wasted that. We've done it though. And we're interested to hear what people think. Uh, great question, Mike, by the way. And great follow-up question that came from it. And Thank also, you. <laughs> anything in terms of the postal service, if you can explain to us how it actually works. There must be a YouTube video from the Royal Mail of from letter to door. Oh, someone must know. Yeah. What what the crack is. Get your local postman on through the window next time. <laughs> yeah. Thing. While you're here, if you've got five minutes, can you just explain how the postal system works? Yeah. Let me, rec- let me let me just press record. Hang on. <laughs> right, okay. Cheers, Michael. Right, thank you very much. It's time for the uh, last question of the podcast. Michael up, Michael up, Michael. Uh, Can I just say, I've always wanted yeah. to say this. I love how you pull yourself away from the mic every time you say, and it's time for the next question or whatever, just so you know that you've got that tiny bit of space to edit it, edit the little jingle afterwards. So it's yeah. always, and time for the next question. Pull away, pull forward. I've done this for many years, Mark. <laughs> Without fail. Or, or you could, oh, it's time for the next question. Look away, look back. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a natural habit now. It's a natural reaction to do that. Um, okay, anyway, washing up, Michael. 
Um, mm-hmm. it's something that we have to do every day. It's an annoying chore, unless you've got a dishwasher, of course, for certain aspects, which we've talked about mm-hmm. in the show before, about how to best stack up your dishwasher. But for everything else, you have to wash up. Uh, but something that's always confused me, Mike, is the washing up bowl. My question to you is, what is the point of washing up bowl? There isn't one. No? I, I, do, I do not see why you'd waste one pound, two pound, five pound on a plastic washing up bowl that you then have to wash up afterwards. Yeah. After you've washed up everything else and put that on the draining t- side. Like, just do it. You've got a sink. What's the point of putting something in the sink to act as a sink? Yeah. You've got a massive sink there. Why do you need to know yeah. to put another sink into it? Yeah. To fill up the water, then to empty that water out. Yeah. And then wash up the bowl. And then put the ball on to dry with the rest of the stuff. That bit just makes no sense. So my follow-up question to you is, do you then have a washing-up bowl or not? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, we don't. See, I do have a washing-up bowl. But, but I am we'd... There, I'm there going, why have I got this? But Lucy um, prefers the washing-up style of running the tap and just leaving the tap to run. So then you can do the washing up and then rinse all the, the soap suds off and then put it to drain and then get the rest. And you couldn't really do that with a, a washing up bowl. See, that's what I do. But the way you phrase that suggests to me that you don't do that when you wash up. You don't leave the tap running to get all the soap suds off. Is that right? No, I do. No, oh, leave okay. the tap on. What a relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, if, if, but before we moved in together, my technique was... Washing up bowl or not with a sink, you fill up the the bowl or sink up to an appropriate level with washing up water, washing up uh, liquid, yeah, and then you just clean and put it to the side, and then you just let the soap suds drain off. Yeah. No. Whereas now it's a uh, run the tap, keep the tap running, and then drain the soap suds off, so it's a lot cleaner and fresher, and then pop it on the side to dry. Do you have any tech? It depends what you've got left. If you've got your dishwasher, you can put all your plates and that in there, but everything else is very, your pots and pans and whatnot. Mm. And obviously now all, your, all the kids' stuff, you know, bottles. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the small plastic oh, um, spoons and the bamboo plates that we've got that's in the shape of a, a bunny rabbit, but she doesn't have to wash them up. So the ears, when you run that under the tap, go everywhere and the water <laughs> just splashes you. And it's hard to get that little sponge in the nooks and crannies. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a, a, a technique in terms of filling up that bowl? Do you just whack everything in there or do you leave stuff on the side and then fill them, fill it up in a way so it's easy to I get? I don't out? have a bowl, David. Okay, the sink then, sorry. Do you just whack everything in no. the sink? Or do no, you... no, no. So, no, no, no. So it's all on the side. Yeah. Let the let the water run, and you just get one at a time, and do your bit. Uh, okay, okay. See, I right, do you what, keep do you put it in the sink? I put it, yeah. So I depends how much there is. Some stuff will be on the side, but ultimately, if the bowl is empty, once something's done, and it's not going in the dishwasher, it's going in the bowl, and we let the bowl stack up. And then I might have to rearrange the content so that I can get the washing liquid in properly, so it can go everywhere. Or like you've got a pot or pan, for example. How sad is it that we've become that we're really debating this? Right. So um, I'm confused. So do you have a do you have a washing up bowl? Go washing up bowl in the sink. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so, right. So you and you would fill the washing up bowl with your stuff in the washing up bowl, and then just yeah, clean. It might right, be, okay. Might, yeah. It might be that we're going to reposition stuff so we all the the washing up liquid and the soaps can get into everything. 
Um, right. but also, if you've got pots and pans or you've cooked with something like a baking tray or like a dish, it was like, I don't know, let's say you've made like a lasagna or something and mm. you've got to, you put a bit of washing liquid, fill that up separately with hot water first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's there's a, at least one, if not two things left to soak overnight. Yeah. Um, a, because it's easier. B, because I can't be asked doing it yeah. <laughs> that night. It's already like nine o'clock or whatever it is. Yeah. And C, I just haven't got enough room on the draining board and yeah. don't want to dry stuff to put put away to then wash that thing up. I'd yeah. rather just let them dry overnight, wash the two things in the morning. They're dry in the morning. Bada boom, bada bing. So I did Google this in preparation and I did find that there's a lot of um, non-British people putting in the question of why do British, British people use a washing up bowl? Seems yeah. to be only a British thing. So I found this one structured answer or a couple of structured answers as why this is a thing in Britain, right? So here we go. Uh, so one thing, uh, well, this is what it says. If you have a single sink, it is useful to have a space down which one can spill. I'm going to say this word is dirt, but I can't understand what the word says from plates without making the washing up bowl, washing up water, water murky. That's one. So Apparently, if you don't right. have a bowl, you'll make the washing up water murky. Won't it be murky anyway, regardless? If you yeah, if if, you, if you're uh, put the if you use a washing up bowl, you put the plug in and let the water build. Either way, it's going to be murky. So um, apparently, a plastic bowl also acts as a noise insulator against the metal sink and is less hard is a less hard surface for glasses. I can under I can yeah. understand that. Because um, when I'm washing up at night, uh, Lulu's trying to get Ivy to go to sleep. So that would help, I suppose, yeah. to contain the noise in a way. The last bit here, which I think makes the most sense, also a bowl holds less water each time. And so no, so one can, someone's written this really poshly, also a bowl, bowl holds less water. <laughs> it's so hard for David to read <laughs> such posh writing. <laughs> Also, a bowl holds less water each time, and so one can more easily refresh the water with a cleaner conscience. Apparently. So well, yeah. I mean, if you if you if you wanting to, if you're one of these people that keep refilling it up with fresh water, then that may, yeah that would make sense. Yeah. Are you a uh, fill it up once and then that's it, or do you fill do it do it a couple of times? Uh, it depends how much there is. If, right. if, I, if I'm doing a lot and it's really getting murky, I'll empty it and start again. I've got this from a, a random old uh, thing on The Guardian that people, this question's been asked and people are putting their answers. So people have gone into real detail. And one person here, <laughs> Michael, Michael Fisher from Australia. I don't. And if you do, but don't want... Uh, oh, I, can't, I can't read. I don't. And if you do, but you don't know why you do, don't ask me. Well, I'm glad he put his two pence into that then. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm easy to know whether people use, use washing up bowls or not, and if there is an advantage or not. Yes, why do you use a washing up bowl? Yeah. Why not just use your sink? Mm -hmm. I think so. Or try our method and just let the water run. If, if you don't have to pay, like, per... If, you've got, if you haven't got a water meter, that yeah. is, because you don't, like, don't waste your money. Um, just let it run and then soak it off. Because no we've got one of these. Oh, go on. Waste your money on us <laughs> or on the <laughs> podcast. Um, what is helpful for us is that we've got one of these. It's a great invention. 
like a little hold or handle thing with a scrubbing brush at the end. Mm. You just fill it up with washing up liquid. So the washing up liquid soaks into the sponge and you just, you don't have to keep oh. bothering with the washed up liquid and stuff. So you wash it, but it's it's there. It's always on tap, basically. It's that's there, ready for you to use. That's one that? of the advantages of having the water. Did you get that from one of those, um, was it called JML adverts, when you go into a shop and it's like, look at this marvellous event you've never heard about? Tesco, David. Oh, Tesco, okay, fair enough. Okay, fair <laughs> Tesco, enough. B&M, I think they're readily available. Yeah. I don't think it's a JML type thing. If it's on Amazon, it's a thing. I'll look at it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's it then on that one. Thanks for, uh, letting us, thanks for letting us know. I'm thanking myself for the question. <laughs> Um, well done, David. Well done. Pat on the back for me. Pat on the back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Again, please get in touch with your answers to our questions. Please try out the different versions and please report back on the YouTube channels about um, how you got on. Uh, but for this week, it's bye from Mike. And it's bye from David. It's bye from me. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.